Hey guys, this is Ishai Breslauer and welcome to the CRE Shark Eye Show where we discuss commercial real estate. On Mondays, we dive deep into an asset class and on Thursdays, we go into some inspirational stories for the weekend. Can't wait to start. Let's go. Hey guys, before we continue, I would like to introduce you to the seven day CRE challenge, which will introduce you to commercial real estate and will show you that anyone can do this. Also, I have the free cheat sheet for commercial real estate with the six best secrets for commercial real estate. You can download it free. Just click below or above wherever it is and get it. Let's continue. Hi guys. How are you? This is Ishai Breslauer, your host of the CRE Shark Eye Show. Hope you guys are doing fantastic this Monday morning. And um, I have a bunch of pre-recorded shows with very fantastic people that I'm going to share with you in the next uh, two weeks. But right now, when I feel the urge of talking and addressing, that's what I do. So today, what, what I want to do, and you probably guys, you probably saw the title, and the title is, What uh, Are We About to See Foreclosures or Not? What is happening? Everybody was talking about the foreclosures. Uh, the opportunities are going to come up and all these beautiful things, bad things and beautiful things that are happening in the market. Are we actually going to see them happening? And that is the big question. And uh, will those who want to take full advantage of those things, that unfortunate things that happen, uh, but a part of life, unfortunately, uh, are fortunate to other people. And that's how people make uh, someone that I've interviewed uh, not long ago told me that's how millionaires, oh, these are the times when millionaires become billionaires. And that is the interesting part. So are we actually going to see them on a large scale? Yes or no? And the answer is really complex. And that's why I'm having this show. And that's why I felt the urge of coming up and having this uh, uh, short, um, today is going to be shorter, about 20 minutes. So bear with me. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm sure you're going to get as much as possible from this. Uh, you, it's going to be beneficial to you to hear all these uh, developments and all these things. So um, <clears throat> CMBS, Commercial Mortgage Based Securities. And what is the huge difference between those and, and I would say the regular type of a loan? Um, the regular type of a loan, I would call it a bank comes and the bank provides the loan uh, he the the bank does the underwriting. The bank does the you know appraisal, whatever they require to do, or whatever their rules are, uh, as per uh, providing that loan, uh, issuing that loan, um, the bank will do. Commercial mortgage based based securities are basically other people's money. OPM, it's other people's money that is being played in the markets, and therefore those who originate those loans have to be much more careful. It's not like those who take care of their own loan. If it's a private bank, they do that. That is a different type of thing. They also have to answer to all types of regulations and their board and their and their investors, et cetera. But when it comes to commercial mortgage-based securities, you're talking about other people's money on a very large scale. Sometimes it's institutional and it comes from all angles and uh, and usually the noise is much larger. And we saw it in 2008 with the subprime issue, whatever happened there. And uh, the big question is, what is happening right now? So first of all, when it comes to those loans that are public money, 
what is what is going to happen with them right now? So first of all, the very huge and very interesting thing is that um, in the beginning when we had those, let, let's you know, let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about which type of asset class got hit the most. Everybody knows the answer. In the beginning, I would say the first knockout was for hospitality. The hospitality sector got really knocked out hard in the very beginning of the pandemic. And that was a huge, 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 huge impact in them. And uh, you're talking about um, zero income from, uh, from, uh, you know, from that sector, which led to forbearance, which led to, um, uh, to people to talk to their lenders and try, 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 try to get as much as they can to, to defer, to defer the loans as much as they, as they could to defer payments. And that was something big and the hospitality sector really got hit very, very, very hard. So that was the first one. The second one was obviously retail, a little bit behind, but on the pretty much the same scale uh, in certain areas, meaning hospitality obviously got hit the most, but retail also was not too far behind it. And uh, and again, the whole issue with what happened to CMBS was was on the money, meaning what that was an issue and how to deal with it and so on and so forth. So where are we today with that? The few markets that are that are more of a question were office, which it depends where big cities got hit more, etc. But again, it was a big issue. But I just want to read you a little bit of data of what's happening in this market. Okay. So first of all, CMBS special servicing rates continue to sink. Before I talk about servicing rates, I just want, just want to point out something really important here. And that is that uh, the whole servicing, uh, special servicing, who gets the special servicing? So I, uh, I heard it a few times. I can't remember where I heard it, but I heard it a number of times uh, not too far away from, uh, from today that um, anyone, how do you get to that special servicing? How do you get to that point where you are being a special like a special servicing uh, uh, category. And then the bank, meaning whoever uh, issues the CMBS, the originators, the bundlers, whatever it is, they come to you and they tell you, um, listen, we are going to give you forbearance. So we are going to give you a special service, the special servicing, the new rate, the new everything in order for you to be able to survive and get through this hard times. So who uh, who is getting that? As opposed to 2008, where everybody should have paid their loans. Don't miss payments. Don't miss payments. Don't miss payments. And only then you can actually negotiate or talk because otherwise you are in the like blacklisted and nobody wants to talk to you. As opposed to that, when it comes to those uh, special servicing, no one will talk to you if you are paying regularly. Obviously, those who are doing well, <clears throat> sorry, and, and they have those who are doing well and their properties are doing fine and the income is coming, the rent is coming and everything is coming, then obviously the, 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 that's a no-no not to pay the loan. But I'm saying once everybody, once everything goes well and the rent is being, uh, the revenues are coming in and everything is fine, that is the point. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Once the rent is not fine, once you're not getting paid regularly, 
once those things are not showing uh, uh, the regular revenue that that the prop the property should have, the property needs the air the property needs. Once that is not happening properly, at that point, when the person, when that owner, when that landlord misses payments, that is the point when they go to the servicing. Okay, to the loan servicing. So how many? So the big question is how many are we? Are are there more? Are there more or less? Are there or are there more special servicing rates or less special servicing rates? Meaning, meaning, are they are the special? Uh, sorry, sorry, I'll 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 re-say it as we call it. Uh, I'll rephrase it. Special services, special special servicing. Are the rates going up or down? Are people taking more special servicing or they take less? So you would have thought that they are taking more because forbearance are starting to shut down, et cetera, et cetera. Answer is no. So let's let's go over the word uh, over the over the so the rates are actually going down. They continue to sink uh, according to uh uh, 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 who is that? According to trap data, to, according to trap data, listen to the data. Okay, so um, the trap CMBS special servicing rates fell by 18 basis points month over month. Okay, to 9.42 percent in March, making the monthly readings sixth consecutive decline. Okay, since September, meaning things are getting better. You would think that things are getting much better, right? That this market is going better and everything's going well and things are going uh, uh, to the better, meaning that uh, the performance of those properties is getting better and better. So some say, some say that that's not the case. Some say that the issue of why things are, are why those rates of, uh, of those servicing right of loan servicing so and so forth why are they going down because there's more stimulus there are more it's not necessarily about the forbearance forbearance is continuing for certain type of lenders for certain type of landlords the lenders are working with them but even those who are having everything the loan is coming back and they have to start paying it again and so on and so forth those guys those guys may get it from another angle, from a stimulus, from a PPP loan, whatever it is, they're having those uh, avenues of capital that allows them to still survive. So that may be a false, uh, I would say, uh, an illusion. Let's call it an illusion that is that everything's not real, that everything we see not real. That's one approach, and that's one way to see it. Another, on the other hand, you could say that hospitality is coming back, flights are coming back, hospitality is coming back. Of course, there are certain countries that are doing much better than other countries. Some countries are still seeing shutdowns, are still seeing uh, the pandemic in full force. Some some countries are coming out of it. Some states within the U.S. are coming out of it, while others are not so much. But the, you could see it on the flights, more flights, more people on the flights. Things are happening. Things are moving. I can tell you that much that uh, my wife is actually a travel agent. And, and, and we see 
a growth again. It's slow. It's not the way it was. But we see things are happening again, and it's not so simple. Not for her so much, but I'm saying, but for everybody else, we're seeing things happening. We see the market coming up in a way, and that is very, very important. And, um, and that means that hospitality is sort of coming back, but still you have certain hotels that will never come back. And you see some foreclosures, but you don't see them on a large scale also because there's more. Some, sometimes you have some more forbearance, and that's exactly what I said. If, if, there is, if there is special servicing, if there is special servicing in place, and this is happening, then we would see it in the numbers. Then we would see that things are falling. Things are closer to foreclosure or forbearance in order to avoid foreclosure, etc. But we don't see that. So that's the big question here. Where, when is the foreclosure going to happen? And the big question, and I think the answer, I believe that the answer is that depends in the types of landlords. It depends in the type of landlords that you, that are out there. The first type of landlords are those types that are very strong, that have the capabilities, the financial capabilities, this they are sound financially. And therefore, and therefore, they will be able, if they need forbearance, the banks will naturally work with them in a way, but it won't be in a special servicing type of a category. It will be in a refi category, call it whatever you want, but it's not going to be in that, um, I would say, the poor guy type, type of poor guy category. They're not going to be in that category. And uh, and if those landlords are not so sound financially, then they will fall into the special servicing category. And the big question is how many will come later on? And what I believe from everything that I read around me is that we are going to see, we are going to see a very long period of time where things are just moving ahead in a way, meaning things are moving ahead in a way and, uh, and there's more forbearance and there is uh, there's a certain type of work with the landlord's type of a situation where some, at the same time, some properties are coming back in action and everything in the market is coming back. But at the same time, but at the same time, we are going to see everything starting to move towards a collapse. And there's not going to be, I don't believe that it's going to be a colossal collapse, but I, I believe we're going to see a lot more foreclosures later on, meaning in 2022, some point that there, somewhere there and there. Because the banks don't want that to be. It's not really a debt crisis. Think about it like it was in 2008. It's a different type of a thing. And therefore, it's not like the LTV is too high. There's not the valuation drop because they were wrong. It's not that type of a, of a thing. The pandemic brought a different type of a challenge, which was less income. Less income from the revenue, from the rent, etc. And that is the challenge. And therefore, we're going to see it in a different way, I believe. I believe that we are going to see the foreclosures coming in in 2022, 2023, later on. Not right away. It's not going to happen. I don't think that big collapse is going to happen this year. Okay? I'm not talking about residential right now. I'm talking about that aspect of CMBS. Okay? So we uh, that's what I think. And 
And this is very interesting because at the same time that this is happening, just let me just read you something a little different, okay? Uh, this is from J.D. Supra, okay? Where was that? CBS disputes on the horizon? Are there going to be? Okay. So here's, here's what's going to happen. The economic downturns impact the CNBS markets. And it seems like everything, again, like we said, it's going down. All right? Everything is going down. But the market is coming back at the same time. And therefore, you have something here that you could call a recovery. Is it really a recovery? So that is the big question. For those properties that showed that they died, for example, let's give a live example. I'm not going to give a real example like uh, a real property. I'm just going to give a location type of an example. Like, for example, if hospitality in the New York City, which got hit really, really hard. New York City got hit really hard. If there's a hotel there and it got hit really hard in a way that the tourism there is not seem to be coming back anytime soon. Okay? Not in the scale that we saw. Not in the next year or two. That hotel is doomed to death. Okay? However, business hotels in different locations where people actually need them for the purpose of business, I'm not even talking vacation yet. They will still be alive. Everything will come back. Retail. Still, retail is coming back. However, if that retail is an e-commerce-based retail with a lot of fashion, with a lot of those types of businesses that are relying on this Amazon revolution and everything is being bought on e-commerce and you don't really need to actually go to the brick and mortar, those will not come back. Those will not come back. They will get hit really hard and they will not come back and we'll have a problem. So it really depends. And that is the big question. How many of those we have and how many of those do we have? So that is a big question we can't answer yet because we have to see all these players coming together. The types of retail that are going to come back, the types of hospitality are going to come back, the type of offices that are going to come back. At the same time, the type of loans which are going to be recovered, which are going to come back, back in action, full action, full revenues, paying the loan, everything is fine, no more forbearance, blah, blah, blah. And those who still need forbearance and will delay it until death. And that's the question. How many of those do we have? I believe that we're going to see them in 2023. That's what I believe we're going to see them. So um, do we ever have always have opportunities? We have opportunities. And this is not even talking. I'm not even talking about the residential market or the multifamily market. This is nothing to do with those. Okay. But this is something that we have to look at. This is something that we have to follow the forbearance, okay? How many mortgages, how many special servicing, CMBS, special servicing, how many of those do we have? How many of those are going to, are they going to drop all the way down? Are they going to come back at a certain point? Is it going to come in a different type of a form? We call it in one way because of the pandemic. There's a definition to that. But we all know that Bad things that happen in the economic world, in the financial world, there's a name for every single thing. Like, for example, in 2008, we had, uh, we had different names for those trunches, 
right? For those tranches of mortgages, for different types, for different tranches. And once everything collapsed, the banks found different names. It was the same stuff, but they found different names. If you guys uh, saw the big short, it's, it's a great thing to know. They just named them a different name. So the big question here is once this whole pandemic environment around the CMBS special servicing, all that is moving aside and changing, once that is happening, is it going to be better or are there going to be different names for the problems? And then we're going to see them coming out as foreclosures or different type of situations. And that is a question. But I believe that we're going to see a lot of those after the forbearance, after everything is happening. We saw some now, but we, I believe that we're going to see a bunch more in 2022 and 2023. That's what I think. You guys have a beautiful week. Take care of yourselves. For those who are beginners, I want to say, and I said uh, uh, many times again, and many times I'm going to say it again. Uh, those who are beginners, check out the link. Uh, if you are watching it for, so if you're listening to the, if you're listening to the podcast, go to the links, go see the links, make sure that you click on them. There's this, uh, there's the uh, six best best secrets of commercial real estate for free. You can download them, especially for those who want to learn and get into commercial real estate, and for those who want to. Get a taste of commercial real estate. You want to get into it and you're not in it yet. Do the seven-day CRE challenge. It's very good, affordable, and excellent, and short and sweet. And uh, the link is up and down and all around if you're listening to those. And if you're looking at us on LinkedIn, we're going to see each other again on Thursday. Take care of yourselves, you guys. Hey guys, thanks for joining me in this CRE Shark Eye Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And go subscribe, download, do whatever you guys need to do. And I'll see you in the next episode. Take care of yourselves.